Rick, the number three carries deep meaning. For the ancient Greeks, it represented harmony, wisdom, and understanding. And now through the lens of a third victory at the cost of the commando's faith in one Carson James Wentz, we Eagles fandom have found what appears to be some understanding of what this 2022 NFL season will look like. But this harmony will face a familiar soul who brought Philadelphia its greatest day since August 2nd, 1776. We welcome you, Doug Peterson, but you now you are now our foe. We pass the number three aside for the greatest of numbers, a number that signifies stability. That great number is the number four. This is the 19096 show with me, John, and my brother, Rick. Rick, say hi. Hi. Rick, have you struck the word cautious from your cautious optimism? I am optimistic. Oh! <laughs> so, uh, the word cautious is no longer in the lexicon of one Eagles fan, Rick. Fan, well, Rick. Yes. Well, I, I mean... I heard that they were going to give the uh, MVP trophy to Jalen Hurts earlier today, but they thought it might be a little premature. But based on all the talk here in the Philadelphia metropolitan area, you would think that he already has it sewn up. I, so, I dare I say that it's not just in Philadelphia anymore. <laughs> well, let's, gotta... let's, let's agree on this. He's the MVP for September. How about that? Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. They probably will in the next, like, uh, what, after this week, they'll probably announce, like, what they're – defensive and offensive players of the month sort of thing yeah i, so, I mean we have I a long way to go you know just turned yeah. fall yeah so um but no it would i mean we have a lot to be thankful for i don't want to you know be the um wet rag no but, uh it was as you know john i was at the game yes oh uh, yeah so you have live team coverage uh on the ground uh, right with the uh, with the win against the Commandos, yeah, we weren't exactly on the ground. Um, it was. Uh, we have we have somebody else here calling in, John. Yeah, well, we have a certain uh, someone whose soul we will need to comfort after what it, what occurred on uh, Monday night. No comment right now. <laughs> I I'm, hate going, I'm going silent again for a while. <laughs> The, I guess uh, the perfect season, Our, the dream of a perfect season is over. Yeah, the perfect season is over. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to shut up and listen to you guys for a while. I, I, I don't deserve two minutes the way those jackasses played on Monday night. So well, please continue. Well, if it's, any, if it's any consolation, just think of the nine times that the Eagles sacked uh, Carson Wentz. Just think what Michael Parsons is going to do to Carson Wentz this uh. weekend. I can't. Well, uh, can you say single single game sack record? I will. I will have to cheer for the Commandos in that in that situation. I, I can cannot cheer for the uh, the, the team Cowboys. from Central Texas. Yeah, the team from Central Texas. Yeah, John, you just said it again. Come on, I know. It's the team I know. from Central Texas. Come on. Well, just just for the record, if you hear me go in and out, I am hurling myself across uh, eighty east right now. Um, so with uh, two dogs, three cases of wine, uh, and some other stuff in the car. And, and, and on a podcast. 
Yes, and on a podcast, yes. <laughs> and wearing sunglasses and on a mission from Gad. Yeah, exactly. And for the record, that open was not pre-recorded. I uh, did that uh, driving at about 67 miles an hour. Yeah. Kids, don't do that at home. Only not 67? Advised. Well, I kept it safe and set the cruise control because I had to read it and uh, uh, and say it. You know, right. I didn't have it memorized. So anyway. Well, I, I will lead tonight off. So I will I will try to do my job here as um, our parents had wanted me to carry the load tonight because they were concerned about you doing the podcast and also <laughs> driving at the same time, along with a dog or two. So um, they said they wanted me to carry the load. Oh, okay. So, All right. Um, I actually went to the game this past week, and um, it was uh, definitely interesting. The uh, I tell you, that franchise, they might as well just fold up and just, you know, go someplace else uh, or do something because it was a everything from we got off the highway and in order to go for a mile and a half to the stadium it took over an hour they didn't even scan our our parking ticket huge lines going in I could I could understand it because it was it was probably pretty close it was uh, the announced crowd of 61,000 and I swear it had to have been 65, 70% Eagles fans. <laughs> so, if you, so in your seats, if you were to look to your left and to your right, like what would be the ratio of Eagles to Commando fans? Well, to the right was my son, and to the left was... No. Um, there was a guy, there were two Redskins fans, uh, uh, two rows in front of us, and the next closest uh, Redskins fan was... At least ten seats away. Oh boy! I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Um, and then you know the sack party started, and I think uh, Carson Wentz's first half stats were you know he was what two for ten, uh, a fumble, and five sacks. I, yeah, I think they had like net <laughs> passing of like <laughs> negative ten yards. He had a, a he had a quarterback rating of like thirty in the first yeah. half. I didn't even know it could go that low. <laughs> it was so, it, it, it was terrible. Like, it, I, and I think a part of it is, you know, the Eagles had good, uh, you know, coverage, right? But, you know, we all know that Carson Wentz in like big games, and I'm not calling this a big game, but going up against your old team, like you have something to prove, right? Yep. Uh, that he tries to play hero ball and, you know, tries to um, hold on to the ball uh, way too much, right? Um I also no- noticed with Carson Wentz, like, he'll, like, there'll be a guy coming from the outside to step up, uh, uh, to, to rush him, and he'll, like, step up or evade him. And then he, he I, I think he thinks that they just, like, fall off the face of the earth. They just like, disappear because, they, like, they oh, disappear. they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. I got away from them because once, so I can't, good. Tell, I can't tell you how many times, like, the guy goes past him, and then, like, Carson Wentz pretends, like, you know, the guy's no longer on this earth, and then he gets sacked by him. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a certain horse's ass I know in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, come on. He was, Mr. Jones was you know, was throwing some good passes. Your your receivers were just dropping balls left, right, and center. I know. But, I mean, there were still so many times where I'm screaming, pass, pass. And he's just like, <laughs> no, no. And then he got intentional like grounding yet. in the fourth quarter. Right. I yeah. mean, of all times, I'm like, dude, the one day, the one time you're supposed to get rid of the ball, you, you hang on to it for potential grounding. 
Well, you know, uh, he's from Duke. He's a thinking man quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yes, he got a 1800 on his SETs. That's why they drafted him. <laughs> Did he really? I don't know. Oh, okay, all right. That sounded like I, too obscure to like, I, like that could be I think true. you can only get a sixteen hundred. So if you got eighteen hundred, I would be yeah. really impressed. Well, he got the two uh, bonus questions. The, you know, the two bonus questions at the. Uh, exactly. yeah, these days, these kids need extra credit, or else they have no motivation. Well, if you can score sixteen hundred on the SATs and throw a spiral of a football, I think that's worth something, right? An extra two hundred points. Yeah. Um. Yes, so the Eagles were, I mean, it was a joke. It was 24 nothing, and then it was 24-2, and then, and just some of the things that that franchise does, like, literally, it was fourth and one on the goal line, and the uh, Redskins, or the Commanders, or whatever they're called this this month, um, they, they didn't make it on fourth down, and then all of a sudden, the big screen, you know, the scoreboard flashes to... Um, the helicopter flyover from the beginning of the game and the pilots are there on the, you know, on the field, right? Like they tried to be like, okay, forget about that play where we just yeah, yeah. score. Like, look over here, look over here. <laughs> there was a couple of things. And then like right after the game, after, you know, like when the game was over and it was 24 to eight and it was like 99% Eagles fans, they come on the announce. Uh, I don't think I told you this, but they come on the uh, PA system, and they say there is, uh, you know, there are terrible thunderstorms in the area. Please vacate the bowl as soon as possible. <laughs> right? like, it's like those Philadelphia Classic. Eagles parties with all parties. Yeah, with they the, yeah, know. they don't want it to blow up into like some like just like Eagles a thought right. on the field. There's there's no announcement about the weather beforehand, but as soon as the final gun goes off, it's like you need to vacate the bowl due to safety. Yeah. Get the hell out of here, basically. <laughs> Exactly. I'm surprised they didn't explode drainage pipes over your guys' heads. I know, right? They probably would have found like where all the Eagles fans were, were uh, sitting and cut those things open. Well, that would have been the whole stadium. So, um, oh, good point. Yeah. So is, yeah, that, is that Rick? Is that place truly a dump? Oh, it's terrible. It's I I bought seats. It didn't say unobstructed view or anything like that, and um, I. Uh, we got there, and it was there was like this overhang, so I couldn't see any of the scoreboards. Right, we had two TVs in our section, and then there was a support that um, you I couldn't see from like the 15 yard on one side of the field from the 15 yard line to the back of the end zone. Couldn't couldn't see anything on the field. <laughs> and at halftime, we walked to go get something to drink, and I told my son Jack, I was like. I feel like I've just been in a basement for the first half of the. I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. And yeah, that yeah, place it's is just, a dump. Yeah, it, 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 it's a dump, and it's the game day experience is terrible. It's in a terrible, terrible location too. I mean, it's I don't know why they built. Why did they build it out in like the middle of suburbia? Well, it's. I mean, it's in the. It's in the. Uh, Within the uh, the beltway, but yeah, it's just not, you know. To me, it's almost like I think about Blaze. You've been to um, AT and T Park, right? Oh yeah, amazing experience, right? Location, no ambiance, seats. Take all that and do the opposite of everything that that place <laughs> right. is. Right. That is FedEx Field. Right, right. It, it 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 is kind of in the middle. Yeah, it is in. There's really nothing around it. 
Um, and I mean, I mean is I, it is it worse than Shea Stadium? The old Shea Stadium? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, I would say yes. You, wow. you want to know why? This That's is why sweet. because it's, it's it's impossible to get out of there. At least with Shea, you could you could hop on the seven and you're you're out of there and gone. Yeah, this is true. Well, and that's the problem is getting there and getting uh, getting there and getting out of there is just an absolute mess. Even though it's a mile from four ninety five, but um, but hopefully also, Brett we Covey sitting, uh, got we out were, of there okay. We were in this um, overhang, and it started to rain just a little bit. But before it started the rain, are you sure it was rain? Well, exactly. <laughs> I started to feel like these, <laughs> these like little drops on my oh, head, boy. and I was like, "Am I?" Like, am I sweating? And I looked up to see, like, like, what is this exactly? Like, it was, you know, just enough to realize that something was dropping on me, but not enough for me to see what exactly was, you know, going on. It's the urine of a uh, 28-year-old from Chevy Chase, Maryland, running through the pipes and dumping onto you guys. I don't know about Chevy Chase, more like, uh, you know, Ridley Park, Pennsylvania. Oh, there I go. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I mean the the only thing, the only good thing about it was the Eagles won. Everything else about it was it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Well, speaking of terrible, and I I shared this with Rick Blaze. I watched. I I we you kind of knew what they were going to say in the post game show for the Eagles. So what I ended up doing is I was like, you know what? I wonder what the Commandos chant. You know what NBC Washington is going to say on their post game report. So I kind of searched around and realized, oh, NBC Washington doesn't have a show. Finally found the, the Commandos produced a Dan Snyder production of a post-game show, which is a total train wreck and probably done for $5. And it's these two knuckleheads who, one of them, I think, Rick, you, you uh, may have confirmed one of them's Fred Smoot, former cornerback. But, man, this was just, like, two guys in front of, like, what may have been a green screen, right. just yammering for like 15 minutes, basically filling time until the, to an interview with Ron Rivera, which sounded like like they were just came out of like a funeral parlor and, you know, they just buried their, their uncle or something like that. Well, I mean, what, what was interesting about it was I've seen a lot of post-game NFL, you know, press conferences. This was just... The uh, press person for yeah. uh, the Red, the Washington the Washington team asking Rivera questions, and then they did the same thing with uh, Carson, yeah, with Carson Wentz. It's almost like they didn't want to expose the, t- <laughs> the quarterback and the coach to like the press in general because they knew that they would just get yeah, absolutely yeah, because she's like crushed. that 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 person who was asking the question. She's like the VP of production of like the whole right. whole deal, right? Right, yeah, it's Julie Donaldson. She used to do, uh, like, the Comcast, or she used to be on Comcast Sportsnet down there yeah. in D.C., and now she's, like, head of communications for the for, for the team. But, yeah, and, and sure enough, yeah, and I, I told John that you watched the first five minutes of this post-game thing, and I seriously thought it was a uh, Saturday Night Live skit. Like, that's, that's how much... These commentators were just rip. These commentators that are employed by the team were ripping on the team. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so it, it was badly produced, and then 
you throw the interview in there with Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz is like, yeah, you know, uh, we got to get better. I got to get better at that. And um, which you know, we've we, heard a gazillion times. In right, that's his, that that's his go-to line. Oh, I got to get better at that. And you know, we got to clean some things up. And yeah, the first half was pretty bad, but we got better in the second half. So you know, we we heard some positive things in the second half. And then you know, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, that's not as worse as Kenny Galladay. Please, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Kenny Galladay, his line was like, yeah, I got to catch the ball. Like, <laughs> you really? Think? <laughs> you think? You, you shithead? Come on. I mean, between the commando's performance on the on the field, the, the dumpy stadium of the FedEx field, and then that post-game show, I mean, that place, the commandos are just in total disarray. I mean, that I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ron Rivera just, like, decides to leave at the end of the season. Um, so the good thing about that, though, is it should be a good uh, W for Giants. Yeah. Like in Chicago coming up? Well, with Chicago, but eventually when you get to the commanders. Oh, the commies. commanders, yeah. The admirals, whatever the hell they're called. Admirals, yeah. Exactly. The Warhawks. Who do you guys have this weekend? Is it going to be the Warhawks? We have the one and only Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, now let's talk about that. This is the Doug Peterson reunion game. Yeah. Oh, yes, so, that's right. So it should be uh, it should be interesting. Uh, I and I, I say what I said before. I have yet to ever meet a Jaguars fan. I, yeah, this I don't, is true. I, I don't think they exist. Yeah. Um, um, well, yeah, they're what uh, two and one, and uh, now they have a hurricane at their front doorstep, literally. Yeah. So who knows how well they'll be prepared this week. But, um, yeah, I mean, they should be halfway decent. If you get a, a coach in there, I mean, they have a ton of early first-round picks, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and they, they have a pretty good defense. They match up pretty well against the Eagles, actually. Right. I mean, right. nobody picked them to, to win in L.A. last week. I mean, I certainly did. No. And a no. blowout, no less. I mean, that was ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's one thing that, you know, they beat Indianapolis, but then to go on the road and beat the Chargers? Yeah. That was, you know. So do you think they're for real or flash in the pan, or what do you guys got to worry about? Well, I would say I would couch the Chargers win with, I think they had like two or three pro bowlers, well, not pro, you know, pro bowlers on the, uh, on the injured reserve. And, you know, I think Herbert still got some busted cartilage in his ribs, so. They were definitely, uh, they were, uh, the, the Jaguars were catching the Chargers actually at a decent time for them, not for the Chargers. I think the, I think the thing that the, and maybe it's not like this anymore, but the, what the Jaguars always have going for them is the other team is like, ah, oh, it's the Jaguars, we got this in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> as Carson like, Wentz yeah. thought last year. <laughs> Every opponent sees them as a trap game. Right. Right. Which is, yeah, I think yeah, quite possible. But I think that's the interesting part about, you know, with the Eagles, you know, now, you know, facing Dougie P. It's, it, it can't be a trap game. I think we kind of talked about this last week. We kind of posited the idea that could the commandos be a trap game. But I think because Carson was on that team, it wasn't a trap game because I think so many guys on that team were just interested in going up against him. Right. And right. I think the same kind of thing is going to happen with the Jaguars. 
Yeah, they definitely want to. Um, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. Last week, you know, Carson against Carson Wentz, and everyone wants to, you know, they don't want their old teammate to beat him. And now this week, um, you know, it's Dougie P. Um, and, you know, they want to they wanna beat him, right? Um, but, um, so, yeah, it should be interesting. Should be interesting. But, yeah, and, and, of course, you know, Peterson wants to come in here and he definitely wants to show how good of a coach he is, right? So, And I think, too, now that people have seen Carson for what he is, I mean, I think I was listening to uh, Ross Tucker, I think today or yesterday, and basically he said, and this kind of follows suit, I think, with everything that we heard. Carson just had a lack of, like, self-awareness and certainly kind of falls in line with kind of just his, his uh, you know, the way he is in front of the press and the rumors you hear about him. And I think now, after seeing everything, everyone realizes it was basically Carson that kind of created that divide that essentially kind of broke up that group, you know, the, the you know, Dougie P, Carson, and uh, you know, kind of threw the Eagles into a quick rebuild, basically. Right, right. Well, yeah, that whole 2020 season was an absolute disaster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. But I think also the Eagles thought, you know, if we get rid of Doug, then Carson will be happy. But then they got rid of Doug, and Carson was like, get me out of here. Yeah, he was still kind of Mr. Whiny Pants. But, yeah, it should be interesting to see just, just from a... I mean, i got to think, as soon as Doug takes that field, I think you'll he'll hear cheers for, you know, a couple of minutes. But after that, I think it's it'll be business as usual. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, now, is there more onus on Hurts to get it done this weekend with your three-headed monster a little banged up? Uh, wait, when you say three-headed monster, what do you mean? Oh, your running backs, man. Oh, uh, I think they're fine. I don't. I didn't check the. Uh, I can't. I, I. I would check the internet right now to see what the latest <laughs> injury report is. But I would be breaking laws and. You'd be in, uh, breaking about four different laws. Right? Yeah, four different laws in the state. But <laughs> I think every everyone's okay. Miles Sanders seems to be holding up pretty well. <clears throat> yeah, let me take a look here, John. Well, I'm more. I'm on it right now. I got a big Q next to Miles. I got a oh, big quite, Q. Oh. A big Q next to Boston Scott, so does that put the onus on Gainwell? Yeah, Kenny, to, yeah. To get well, it done? Well, questionable. Kenny G? Well, probable, saxophone? I always get mixed up. Questionable or probable? Which one? I guess probable's the least, right. uh, most likely that you're going to play. Questionable is, well, if he's questionable on, what's today, Wednesday? Mm-hmm. He, he definitely has time to get like upgraded into probably something. I think you know until like he's playing um, right. Sunday. Well, and also I, I think we're I think we're resting Boston Scott because we have that Giants game coming up, and he always slays them. So yeah, the, 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 the Giants. <laughs> this this killer. is very true, Rick. <laughs> Which it, it, you know when we're playing the Redskins, right? We're on our own one yard line, and then we give it to Boston Scott. Uh, to try and run it out of the end zone, which I did not understand. I mean, that's where they got the safety, but you know, it's like definitely questionable play calling there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, we'll be. Uh, I think we'll be fine. I mean, who needs who needs to run the ball when we got Jalen Hurts and you know all of our receivers now? 
Yeah, especially now that uh, uh, Cal Cassetta, whatever is that guy, what's the other, the rookie tight end? Calcaterra, Calcaterra. Yeah, I mean, he's he's snatching balls, and I mean, everyone's, you know, all the receivers look great. I mean, I, I, I mean, there's really no weakness from what I can tell on that offense right now. Where okay, tell me where's the weakness? I'd love to. I, I can't. Yeah, see. I'd like to hear too, man. I mean, you got your offensive line is rock solid, so I mean, where's well, the weakness? I, keep in mind yeah, you're well, talking the, to a Giants fan right now, so go easy on them. <laughs> well, exactly. first of all, we we haven't scored a second half point uh, since our first game, right? So, um, do you think that's based on ability, or do you think uh, Steichen just kind of pulls back on the play selection? Because I mean just to kind of keep stuff in the hip pocket for future games. Well, I mean, when you're up 24 nothing at halftime, I hope you're not, like, putting on the brakes, you know, in the third quarter. You, know, you still have half a game to play. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, we have yet to, you know, put, like, a full, the past two games, we scored 24 points in the first half and then just coasted, right? Um, you know, what happens if we get into a shootout, right? Um, I think also our running game is still a little... Uh, yeah, Miles Sanders is all right, but, you know, we don't have that, um, you know, I've said this back in the preseason, we don't have, like, that thumper, right? We don't have somebody who can go in there and just run straight ahead and get us a yard or two. You know what's scary? Some commentator somewhere, and this was, like, on Eagles radio, basically said that, like, Jalen Hurts is our thumper this year. I was like, that's the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard. Right. I don't think you want your quarterback acting as a fullback. <laughs> no. No. Not even a fullback, right? I mean, like, playing like a fullback, but you, there's no one even blocking for him. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, no, what worries me is, I mean, I, you know, too heavy a re- reliance on, you know, the passing game, right? I mean, I think last year we ran the ball, ran the ball, and then ran the ball some more. But, like, Miles Sanders had... 15 carries for 46 yards this past week. That's not exactly uh, wiping up. Right? I mean, and I, the commandos, like, one the one squad where they're actually pretty good is their D-line. Even though, like, their exterior pass rushes was a little hindered due to, the, due to not having Chase Young, but... Yeah, like our longest run, like Miles Sanders had uh, a 13-yard run. Everything else, like Jalen Hurts, long run, five yards. Kenny Gainwell, three yards. Yeah. Austin Scott, one yard. You know, so... Yeah, I would like to see, like, a nice run-heavy game where the where they just kind of start rolling and the, the O-line can just kind of tee off. Right, right. So that's, that's my, I mean... Yeah, is it like, oh my gosh, this is a big problem? No, but at the same time, it's like, you know, the teams we're beating up on right now, it's not going to be like that the whole season. I mean, we're going to have to, there's going to have to be games where we're going to have to grind it out. I think the other interesting part for this week, too, is we're looking at probably the, at this point, probably Lawrence is probably the best quarterback faced in the first four games. So curious to see how they handle a a quarterback that's probably in the top 15 in terms of rankings where the past three have been around 15 to 20 20 to 25 right. I mean not awful quarterbacks but well except for one obviously um, 
Well, well Lawrence will be a nice test. I think what they're doing with uh, him this year differently is they're you know moving him around in the pocket. Not necessarily, you know, he's, I don't think he's not necessarily scrambling, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, they're uh, you know he's rolling out where he just was, you know, a drop back passer. But now, um, you know, they're having him do a couple different things. I think that's an influence of uh, you know Dougie P. Dougie P. Yeah. 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 Yeah, which he did that with Carson a bunch. Carson, you know, right. had, you know, he's got he's got a, you know, he's got some speed behind him. He's, you know, he's athletic. Well, he was. There was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, CBS Sports has Trevor Lawrence as the 14th ranked quarterback. Uh, here we go. John, you there? I think we lost him. I did tell him that if he dropped, I would carry the show for him. Because, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, like, the, the rumbling of the car was, it was like, oh, oh, there he is. is. Yeah, I'm back. You're back. Yeah. Right. I went through, uh, I threw, went through a little valley. Must have been pretty little. I thought maybe you didn't pay your Starlink bill. To, no, you know. no. Yeah. yeah. No, I uh, yeah, as far as QBR rating, Trevor Lawrence is number seven, and Jalen Hurts is five. So... Who's one, two, three, four? Uh, Tua, Lamar, and Josh Allen. Got it. Patrick Mahomes, then Jalen Hurts. And then, guess who's sure shit is? ain't Danny Dimes, I'll tell you. No, that. it's <laughs> not. Well, you got to have wide you gotta have wide receivers. You don't have jelly fingers. Yeah, this is true. Uh, uh, Maybe Galladay should just become a, a, a cornerback. Just move him to that and, you know. Yikes. Uh, Daniel Jones, 27th. <sighs> oh, boy. Um, number five or number six is actually Cooper Rush. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> oh my god. That that probably means like that may be your That's starting such an quarter- insult. That may be your starting quarterback next year there, uh Blaze. Oh god. <laughs> How can you get beat is with it? a guy with red hair? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't isn't this Daniel Jones' last year of his contract? Yes. Good reason. And they didn't renew they didn't renew him, right? No, hell no. Yeah, that's why I heard of that on the broadcast. They didn't renew him. I no. Mean, he's he's not even above Mac, his brother Mac Jones. The guy's uh, not a starting quarterback. It's not, I'm sorry. I don't care. Everyone's like, oh. You know, for Troy Aikman to sit there, the guy was throwing up in his own mouth. You know, he's like, oh, I, I just think he's... Uh, Doing great, admirable. <laughs> I'm like, can someone please get into the booth and, and tell Aikman to put down the scotch? You know, it's like <laughs> they're drunk. What are you talking about? This guy's a bozo. At uh, least that's what I appreciated with like Eli and, and him watching. You could just see the anxiety in his face and when they were on offense. Like he didn't want to like you know shit on Jones, but no. But you could just tell he's just kind of, he just has that look. Like, as a true fan, like, oh, God. Like, is he's just being raked over the coals watching his team just in a slow motion, like, you know, explosion. Yeah, the thing that I don't understand, I, well, I think, I think what the Giants are, I think they're just like, get Jones, you know, cast Jones off and go get somebody else, right? I mean, I think that's what the plan is, because... The guy, the the that coach, your coach is, uh, 
He's the guy who coached Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts at Alabama. He was yeah, he's a quarterback coach. whisperer, yeah. So I think he's probably just like, okay, we got to make it through this year, and then we'll get somebody uh, else. That means that means the Giants got to unload some draft picks to uh, to move up in the draft if they really want to get someone. Yeah. Either that, or they just start tanking now. Blaze, you up for tanking now? You... No, come on, man. Hey, come on. <laughs> Trust the process. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what, tank, tank for young? Oh, my God. I mean, a buddy of mine sent me a picture today, and I'm like, this is disgusting. Remember when the bozos with all their denim jeans on and, and work boots right for a playoff game went <laughs> right. down to Florida right. and were sitting right. on the yacht or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah that's – yeah, yeah. The, yeah, All those OBJ, clowns, yeah. right? Mario and, Manningham or yep, something like that. Yep. Yeah, and Sterling yep. Shepard and all those yep, idiots. Yep. He's like, since that photograph, the Giants are four and sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, holy shit. I remember because that was like middle of the season they did that. No, it was right for the playoff game against Green Bay. Well, yeah, well, I thought it was like they had that. Did they have the? Uh, did they have the buy in the playoffs or something? Or, what did they uh, have? or maybe? Oh, maybe it was a buy. Or was it, it wasn't it a buy. A... They just had like the day off and they flew down on a Tuesday. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I thought. It was like literally middle of the season. It was. It was yeah. like, what the flip is this? <laughs> and then they're all like, "Hey, man, you know," they're all trying to explain themselves. Like, yeah, okay. Good job, boys. <laughs> Four and sixty-seven. Unbelievable. Oh, come on! They've won more than that, haven't they? Uh, I'll double check the stats, but it's pretty yeah. horrendous. I, I'm going with it. That is a tremendous uh, stat, and I love it. And that sounds about right. So that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to pay for them to fly down there the week before they play the Eagles. Do you think we could do that? I don't. I don't think. No, it's confirmed. Four and sixty-seven. Four and sixty-seven. Jeez, that's that's tough. That's tough. Well, maybe it's a little better than that. I mean, because, yeah, they only won. They won four games last year, so whatever. It's still horrendous. It's horrendous. Um, Did we lose your brother again? It's got yes. Alcohol. I've been trying to lose him my whole life, but he's not coming back. <laughs> um, yeah, so who did the Giants have this week? We got the Bears of Chicago. Oh. Oh. The Monsters well, of Midway. Who wins, who wins the quarterback matchup there? Oh, God. Uh, Let's see where they're ranked. Uh, yeah, where is Fields ranked? Fields is 31st. Oh, Jesus. Fields is 27th. Maybe the Giants squeak it out uh, 10 6 with Sounds a like defensive there's a touchdown. Of, there's going to be a lot of handoffs in that game. Yes. <laughs> uh, what. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what uh, what happened with John. Um, well, let me ask you this: Who's your standout rookie this year? Our rookie? Yeah, like who's your who do you think is the standout rookie for your? I don't, you know, I don't think we have 
you know, and he, you know, we had that, uh, the guy from, that big guy in the middle from Georgia, but, um, you know, he's not, he's not doing too much. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Kobe Dean, I was really high on in the preseason, but he can't even see the field yet. Uh, okay. And, uh, what about this guy, Jordan Davis? Is he playing? Jordan Davis. Yeah. He's playing, he's playing like 20 snaps a, a game. He's not playing all, right, so he's, all that He's much. getting in there though. So he's, uh, getting in there. Um, let's see who else do we have. Uh, yeah, I think we, we have, uh, I don't think really anybody's contributing. Really yeah. You guys didn't have much. a lot of draft picks this year. No. Um, Jordan Davis. Cam Jurgens, he's on, you know, he's a center, so he's, you know, behind Kelsey. Um, <laughs> Who's never going to retire. Right, right, right. Where, he, when he's talking about retiring this past offseason, um, uh, Sirianni sent him a keg of beer asking him to come back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I'm back. Dean. Oh, you're back. You're back. He's back. I, th- I think so. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, there we, there I'm, my bars are popping again. Nice. Uh, I was just asked the question, John, who is our, uh, you know, who's our best rookie so far this year? I can't no, that's with anybody. A... You know, it's. It would be more like who's our least bad rookie. Yeah, I'd say so far it'd have to be Jordan Davis. I mean, I know that sounds kind of obvious, but uh, he had actually a reasonably decent game because he had, what, uh, a couple tackles and a tackle for loss and a rush. This past week, a quarterback rush. I do not. I do not know. Let me t- take a look and see. But I, here's the weird part. So like, so here's a part I don't. I've never understood about just defensive stats in general. So if some, if a player gets a sack, does a sack also count as a quarterback hit, hurry, and a rush, or, or are you only logging a sack and you have zero hits, zero hurries, and zero rushes? Or what? This is another question I was had. If somebody comes in and strips the ball from the quarterback, is that a sack or is that a forced fumble, or is that both? Uh, I guess it depends. Oh, you know what? So this came up. What was it? It was uh, this. Oh man. I guess it. Oh, that's what it was. It was um, Carson did not get. Uh, credited or you know for the fumble lost from his uh, from his past game, he just got the fumble because I think someone else had it and then they gave it up and the Eagles recovered it. <laughs> so on the official stat sheet, Carson only had one fumble but no fumbles lost. Um. Yeah, that's yeah, that's entirely possible. But I've never understood like those. All those like, you know, sacks, hits, hurries. It just all those stats just seem so stinking arbitrary. Yeah, Jordan Davis uh, so far has had uh, two solo tackles and two assisted tackles. So. Yeah, I think he had like a like someone said on a show this past week. He had like two quarterback hurry. Um, well, I mean. When you're playing against Carson Wentz, as soon as the ball snapped, that's a hurry. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you walk on the field, you're hurrying him. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, I, I don't. It's it's really. I think the, the 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 real upside to like being a really good kind of team without this draft class is, 
lot of those rookies get to just like sit back and watch and learn. I mean, hundred percent. No, Nakobe Dean, I think, barely has even seen the field. Yeah. And it, I think it's completely because of uh, the linebackers are that good. I mean, remember Alex Singleton <laughs> last year? Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I, that guy just, man, we've definitely forgotten about him and his hair. Yes, he. I mean, you know, he was in 2020. He's the leading tackler for the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, that just tells you the sorry state of what the linebacker core was at that point. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, T.J. Edwards has uh, turned out to be a stud. I mean, I yep. think he had a sack or a, uh, which we'll call it. I uh, mean, he's he's all over the place. I mean, he's he's he uh, he's always in there, you know, involved in a tackle or, you know, nearby. Yeah, he's more of a run stuffer. I mean, he, he you know, he's been traditionally better uh, as a, uh, I guess, a run than the pass. But uh, you know, if you want to play, you got to get better at the pass if you want to play. Blaze, speaking of uh, pass rushers, has Thibodeau played at all this year for you guys? Uh, yeah, he started Monday night, and he was an absolute non-factor. Really? Yeah, did zero. That's because he was going up against Jason Peters. Yeah, I mean, he batted a, down one playing ball. left tackle. Right. But, I mean, I can't listen. I'm not going to throw the kid under the bus. I mean, he's... Not yet, at least. Uh, no, not yet. Right. Absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see. Jerry's way, way still too early to tell on that, on that kid. So we'll see. Because did he play the first two games? No. Okay, that's why. Because... Yeah, because I know like Aiden Hutchinson, his first game, although he went up against Lane Johnson, did nothing. I'd be curious to see how he does in the upcoming games. Yeah, I think those, uh, I think those linemen, uh, you know, offensive or defensive linemen, uh, when they're rookies, I think they're just, um, you know, they they have a lot to learn, right? Totally. I mean, you know, Neil got torched on Monday night. Terrible. But it's like, you know, I don't think he's used to that speed, right? Right. No, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah. Dexter Lawrence coming at him, and he was like, oh, la, 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 la. It was like the guy did no way overmatched. Just completely in over his head. So, you know. Don't beat yourself up, kid. Good humble pie. Get your shit together next Sunday. That's all I ask. <laughs> Is that all you ask? That's all I ask. That's, yeah. that's all you we'll, ask. We'll give you one game and then come on. Exactly. Uh, quick update from me. I'm 168 miles from Salt Lake City. Ah. Yeah. Good. Uh, that was for uh, someone else in our listening audience. Yes, I saw Yes, I saw that. Do we see any other franchises besides basketball going into the great Salt Lake area? Uh, I don't know. The cities definitely could like could carry something, and you know, but I can't imagine. I've never heard the NFL kind of making you know nods to moving into Salt Lake. Well, I mean, uh, I think it would be a good fit. I mean, you know, they they could name the team like the NFL Polygamists or something like that. <laughs> totally. Saying. <laughs> Saints are already big. Just put, just put seven women on their helmet as their decal. I mean, for some, for, <laughs> for, 
for some players in certain leagues, that would be, you know, an attractive place to go to. Totally. Well, Larry Bird would have loved that. Didn't he have, he had like 10 right? kids with like seven different women. Did he? I mean, what's, a, Larry what's a bigger city? What's a bigger city? I mean, Nashville or Salt Lake? I gotta think Salt Lake, right? Right? Uh, that would be my guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious why Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it here. I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to figure out how many kids Larry Bird has. I, John, I think you're thinking of Sean Kemp. He had seven kids with six women. No, I'm telling you, look it up. Uh, Larry Bird has like eight kids. No shit. Wow. He's like the ugliest bastard on the face of the earth, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. He is not an attractive How many biological children does Larry Bird have? He's the father of three. No, it's more than that. <laughs> Wikipedia's lying. I, I bet you he's paying one of the one of his many children to monitor Wikipedia. Classic. Uh, he has one daughter and two adopted children. No, that's you're you're reading some some Celtics propaganda. I'm telling you. By the way, Sue Bird is not Larry Bird's daughter. Just to let you know. Who? Sue Bird. You know, she's a big, like, female basketball player. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, got it, got it, got it. Right, I thought you right, said right, super, right. not Sue Bird. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, Salt Lake, I think, would be a deserving of, a, uh, of an NFL team. And a baseball team, for that matter. I think a baseball team could exist here. Right. I mean, throwing a hockey team, why not? Yeah, true. Because they already draw so well in, uh, you know, so many other cities. Um, the uh, yeah, what would do well there? Soccer? Do they have a soccer team? I uh, they probably have a soccer team. I bet. I mean, maybe a XFL team. Is that no? league still in operation? I think it is. Gosh. There is a list of professional sports teams in Utah. There's the Utah Jazz, the Major League Soccer's Real Salt Lake. That's right. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, and it's they, Real Salt Lake. They have... Uh, there's the Utah Warriors. That's uh, They're in the Major League Rugby didn't even know that existed. The Salt Lake City Stars, that's the NBA G League. Yeah. I didn't uh, even they, know. They, have, they do have a football team, the Utah Blitz, part of the w- Women's Football Alliance. No way. Really? <laughs> didn't even know that existed. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even know that existed. The Utah Stars. I just, I just don't think the NFL is interested because, like, Salt Lake's probably not big enough on kind of that, that, that grand scale. It's probably what, like, look up the market number of Salt Lake City. It's probably market, like, 30. Plus, you'd be going up against BYU football. And... 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. Salt Lake City versus Nashville in population. <laughs> Guys, you are way off. Salt Lake City, 204,000. Nashville, 671,000. What? Really? Uh, what? Wow. I bet you that's just Salt Lake, like proper, but like this. Uh, yeah, that yeah. All the other, like, all the other, you know, suburbs and suburbs. Yeah, suburbs. yeah, yeah. I think maybe when you say Salt Lake City Metro, is that like the whole state? Basically, the <laughs> state of Utah. Is Seattle or uh, no? Putting my uh, research skills to test here. Yeah. Blaze, who do, who do the Giants have this week? The the Bears? I was telling your brother, we got the, the Monsters of Midway coming uh, into the town. That's winnable. It is winnable. Come on. Don't screw that up. No. And that Fields dude, your brother just told me, he's ranked 30th behind Danny Dimes. So it's like, come on, this is a gift. Who was it? A Boomer Esiason said uh, Chicago's where quarterbacks go to die, basically. Oh, yeah. Boomer also said today... I think we should trade Saquon. Like, dude, what are you talking about? He's the only him and Gano working right now in that team. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake City Metro has 1.2 million. See, there you go. There you go. Now yeah, we're, now yeah, we're cooking. Yeah, and just to up. clarify, none of Larry Bird's kids live there. <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. Yeah, but I, I think, uh, you know, I think this, this week will be uh, be an interesting uh, week to see the Eagles go up against uh, Dougie P. And... Uh, this just in, Aaron Judge just hit a home run. Yeah, what's he up to, like 60? 60... 61. 61. Roger Maris. Yeah. Actually, he tied the real home run record, I should say. We're not counting the juice heads here. <laughs> oh, come on. All really? Are we cool. going there? Are we really we're going to count all the juice heads? You, you have to, because everyone was juicing then. Like, so who cares? Mm, all right. So the, pitchers were, the pitchers were juicing. The, the the batters were juicing. Since everyone was juicing, all things are equal. So, you know, I think you count them. Okay. John, if, if someone, if your friends dropped off a bridge, would you do it also? Depends on the bridge. If everyone else is speeding on I-80, would you do that also? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on, you always want, you just want to be the second biggest asshole on the road, not the first. <laughs> just want to draft off of the guy who's yeah. going the fastest. Uh, yeah, so do we have a uh, prediction for the uh, Justin Fields, uh, Daniel Jones showdown hole this weekend? I thought we do no predictions on this show. Well, we, well, we hope for a win, I guess. Yeah. What's yeah, the spread on that game? I'd look it up, but uh, that would be illegal in the state of Utah for me to look it up uh, right now. Let me get on it. I'm going to see. While you're looking at it, look, look at the uh, spread for the, uh, the the Eagles game, too. I'm going to say the Giants are probably favored by two. Yes, yeah, just two, really. Uh, the Giants are favored by three. Oh, three. Oh. Okay. All right. I so was going to say, this game's going to win. The Giants could eat this out nine to six. Oh, God. <laughs> Set the NFL record for punts. Yes. So, Blaze, how painful is it to watch an offense like that anemic nowadays? Oh, 
I mean... Like, do you get to a point where you just want to turn the TV off and you just can't watch? Okay, but here's the kicker, right? So Saquon finally breaks out, right? And you're like, yep. okay, let's go. And then, really, wink. That's the best thing you could throw at him. Let him go yeah. right down the field on a 90-yard drive and score a touchdown. Like, oh, God. Wink, Martindale. Isn't that guy a show host? He was, yeah. He, he was. was on Tic-Tac-Doe. Thank you. Wink Martindale. Yeah. That's what I well, told you. Yeah, this Wink is his second, second career. So his name was something else, Martindale, but everyone everybody everyone calls him Wink. Yeah, Everyone calls him Wink because of Wink Martindale. Yep. Okay. So he just goes by Wink. Yeah, he did Tic-Tac-Doe and one other um, one other major one. But he was one of those guys, like he did a ton John, of them. let me look that up for you. Yeah, that would be a good one. I'm going to say um, the, password. <laughs> the Eagles are... Um, the dating game? Half point. <laughs> six and a half? Yeah, it's an app. I've got the I've got the Eagles in a blowout. Really? Again? Yeah, like here's 30, a real question. 30, Thirty-one to ten. The the one thing I want to see, if anything, this week, aside from scoring twenty-four points in the uh, first half, I want to see points scored in the second half. John, Not that's, seeing. That's asking an awful lot. I know. I know. I need uh, to see some second half points. Week Martindale hosted Gambit from seventy two to seventy six. <laughs> Gambit, what the hell? Tic Tac Doe from seventy eight to eighty five. High Rollers. High Rollers. That's the one I was trying. There to you get go. Some. Yeah, he had a long stint there, eighty seven to eighty eight, and Debt from ninety six to ninety eight. Yeah, that was the twilight of his career. Obviously, that was a terrible show. Tic Tac Doe, though, I remember that was. That was probably, I think that was like the lead-in show to like the original uh, like Wheel of Fortune or something like that. At like 7, 7 p.m. John, it's not Wheel of Fortune. It's Wheel of, of Fortune. fortune. Um, also, um, yes, the over-under for the Giants game is 39.5, which is oh, actually boy. the lowest over-under in the league this week. Uh, that, that sounds about that's right. A that's a lock. Yeah. That's an absolute I would, I would lock on the under. I would take the under, yeah, big time. What's the over-under for the Eagles? Uh, let's see here. Uh, 47. Uh, yeah, that's, that's sound, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to see if, the over, if there's an over-under for punts in the Giants game. I am at mile marker 380-something. The last mile marker, the bottom digit was obscured, so I couldn't uh, see it. Yeah, no. no, they don't have uh, individual prop bets. So. Right, wait. Uh, How did, okay, that just seems ridiculous, because... With all the, you know, the opening up of the legality of gambling, how do these places not have, like, just prop bets out the ass nowadays? Which which ones? Who? Like, any, like, any like betting, like, MGM, fan, I mean. They do. Like, they do. They, oh, they said they didn't have a, they didn't have a. No, I, they, they, it was in a drop down. I, I'm not too familiar oh, with okay. <laughs> how to navigate the betting sites. Oh, don't play coy, Rick. I found my great, uh, what do you guys call them again? Non-topic 
up for the show. Are we What's still that? doing that this year? Uh, no, we kind of abandoned that because it was. Oh, uh, I love that! I thought that was a great part of the show. Well, then, let, if you hey, if you got one, then uh, unload it on us. Let's hear it. <laughs> Unrelated topic of the week is what. There you're you about. go. Yeah. Tom McKee is the greatest winner in the history of Tic Tac Doe. How many, won, how many shows was he on and how much did he, he win? Won, he won a grand total of $312,000 and $7. Wow. And $7. So he's the Ken Jennings of uh, Tic Tac Doe? 100%. Okay, so I, I would do this, but I'm, uh, I'm driving. It would be illegal what, for me what, to do this. What can I look up for you, John? <laughs> can you take that three three hundred and ten k and adjust it for today? You know, adjust it. Yes. You know, inflation adjusted. Now we're cooking. Uh, I want to I know how much that is because I think... I'm thinking, yeah, you're pushing a mill. Oh, easily. Yeah, I think you're pushing a mill. I mean, we're talking 1977. Oh, yeah, you're de- yeah, you're you're definitely 1977. Yeah. How much did you say? Three hundred and what? Three hundred twelve thousand dollars. I'm I'm going with. Uh, what do you think point, it would be? Yes. I, I was going to go one point two million. Uh, with inflation, I'm going uh, one seven. Oh wow, one million five hundred twenty-four thousand eight hundred forty-nine seventy-nine cents. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm closer, baby. And I did that all. Yeah, you're closer. Nice work. Right. Uh, yeah, there that's any other huge. Inflation calculations you'd like? <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, huge. Gonna, that's big time money, baby. People are going to love this part of the podcast. All eight people who listen to this. <laughs> If Dan's not asleep by now, he will. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah, I love unrelated topic, baby. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I, I should share this with the rest of the audience. Um, Dan listens to our podcast every week. In fact, he texted me yesterday. He's like, "What happened to the podcast?" And I was like, "Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday when we do the podcast." But he will. He will call up. Uh, he will call me and start talking about why didn't you talk about this? And I said, "Well, we did." And he said, "Oh, well, I must have fallen asleep to it." <laughs> <laughs> he basically admitted to so it. So then I got to go through all the other, you know, everything else it, that we talked about. <clears throat> did you tell him he is able to like, you know, listen live and literally? I mean, that's why the app is called Call In, right? And Call In, yeah, <laughs> right. right. Uh, I. Yeah, I told him that he could listen in live and actually call in, and he said that he didn't want to steal our thunder. No, yeah. come on, let's get Dick on the show next week. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be tremendous. He was on at one point, but uh, he gets into it, that's for sure. Yes. Unfortunately, when he does call in, he has a propensity to talk about the Cleveland Browns of the 50s. So, I'm trying right, to think. I'll bring, I can talk Sam Huff all day, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, since we have you on Blaze, Evan, the Giants fan, I was trying to think of another good, uh, my time at the Giants, uh, another good Giants um, Oh, do tell. Story. Uh, and the one that popped into my head, so my first season with the Giants was the year they drafted Tyrone Wheatley. Remember that? Of course. And he held out for like three, or for like two or three weeks. And on his first day when he got to training camp, they uh, hit his helmet and then duct taped him to the uh, to the uprights. Beautiful. And he was he was out there for like a good half hour, just stuck, and literally no one would touch him. <laughs> and just he was just stuck. 
and he was just sitting there. It was pretty funny. That's great. Yeah. Um, have you ever told the story about you and your classmate both working at the Giants at the same time, John? Uh, wait, classmate? Which classmate? You were doing the filming. He was doing the pass catching. Oh, uh, oh, that classmate, Amani Toomer. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. no, we've heard the Amani Toomer story. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We that was on last season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the now now. Amani, if you're listening and you're out there, please suit up, pay whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. You knew how to catch the ball. Yeah, he did know. He's what he, I think. Amani's the uh, all-time leading uh, receiver for the Giants, right? Ah, oh, tremendous wide out. Love that. Guy. Yeah. Say, so, uh, I think it was, he was a what a second-round pick. Yep. Huge. Yeah. Uh, let me take uh, take a look. Because I think yeah he showed up. I guess, yeah, he would have been there my second season, uh, my second uh, season with the Giants. Tumor was selected in uh, 96. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that would have, yeah, that would, have been my, would have been my second season. So He's, yeah. He uh, signed a three-year contract uh, with a signing bonus of 670000 and his base salary in 96 was 269000 Oh, my gosh. Is that unbelievable? Jesus. That's insane. Um. I think the, the, other, the other story one time, I went to visit the, the guys at the Giants, my former co-workers, and I saw Eli Manning walking in with a bag of... Uh, with a bag of a Burger King, eating that before practice. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Fair enough. You know, Papirik and I walked by the Burger King the other day, and we're looking at it like, who still eats there? <laughs> How is that franchise still in existence? I, I, I will, full, full confession, during uh, my early years, my 20s, I would have a ton of BK broilers. <laughs> Over Mickey D's? Well, I, it, this was back at a time where um, I was very strict on my diet. <laughs> okay. Believe it or not, yeah. I would not eat any french fries, chips and salsa. No fat, the only fast food I would eat would be BK broilers, and that's it. No mayo. No mayo. No dirty kernel? Nope. There was, there was no dirty kernel around BU. We didn't have a... Uh, uh, we didn't have a... Uh, KFC. We had Taco Bell and McDonald's and BK and I think that was it. On on my unrelated topic, I actually met Colonel Sanders once. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And let Get me tell you, he had a very foul mouth. Well, he, some yeah, he is a military man, so you know most military men do have a uh, foul mouth. I don't think. Our family show. <laughs> our aunt and uncle had a restaurant in which they sold Kentucky Fried Chicken in it, so he was around. Uh, he would come to town from time to time, so. and he would wear the white suit. That, that is not a uh, myth. And he did uh, say a lot of words that I had never heard before. <laughs> so, that's my Colonel Sanders story. 
Uh, yes, Amani Toomer, as of 2017, held 16 Giants franchise records. That sounds about right. I can't think of another, like, wide receiver who stayed at the Giants for more than, like, five years who was right. very good. Well, OBJ was, what, like, three or four and done and out? Yeah, if that. Yeah. He's, he's tied most receptions in a game, 12, with Bavaro, Hakeem Nix, and Odell Beckham. Hakeem Nix, he was a good baller, too. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he a Duke guy? No, he was UNC. Uh-huh. UNC. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think he played with, like, Ronald Curry. Remember Ronald Curry? Yes, he played football and basketball. Yep. At UNC. Yeah, and he uh, went to play for the Raiders. I don't think he ever... Uh, he never played pro basketball, did he? I can't remember. I don't think he did. No. He was no Charlie Ward. He was no Charlie Ward. I think Curry was before that. Before Charlie Ward? Before Hakeem Nix. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Curry was around the time of... Um, Torrey Holt was at uh, NC State. Uh, Curry was uh, drafted in 2002. And Hakeem yeah, was like 2008 or something. Yeah. But he was no Nay Brown. <laughs> no Jalen Ritter. What's that guy you guys love? Jalen Raider. Raider, there you go. Yeah, when uh, when Britton Covey <laughs> when Britton Covey muffed the punt this past weekend, I was like, I thought we traded Jalen Raider. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Hakeem Nix actually participated in a tryout for the XFL. Two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's one way to get back in the league. Right? Jesus. All right, any other topics we need to hit before we uh, call it a show? Uh, I'm, I've exhausted my list. Uh, I can give you guys one more mile marker update here in about 15 seconds. Please that's, do. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, here it is. I see those little uh, white and green numbers coming up here. Hold on to your pants. Oh, dead bug on the dashboard. Urban now, are shield. we driving through the night, or what are we doing here? We're stopping over? We are stopping in Salt Lake. I am officially at mile marker 397. Exciting times we live in. I don't think I've been there. So. Uh, you're not missing much. No. All right, well, uh, well, until next week. Go Giants, go Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yes, boys, and uh, safe travels there. Yeah. Boys. We will. We will uh, remember everyone who actually makes it to the end of this podcast, which I don't think anyone will, but we are on every Wednesday, 530 Pacific. Come and listen to us. Ask us questions. Nothing, I won't be driving next week. Nothing can record. stop us. Not even driving across the country can stop us. Nope. We are looking to bring uh, entertainment to all of Eagles fandom. So, fly Rick, fly. You're, Rick, you, Rick, your mission is to get Dick on the show. i got to talk some Sam Huff football with him. I, I will. That will <laughs> oh, be oh, my boy. mission. <laughs> all right, save, that one for, save that episode for sweeps. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Go Birds. Go Birds.